have a, a special friend with us today. His name is Rod Carlson. He's with Living Logos. We have been talking about this for a few weeks, knowing that this is coming. You are going to be challenged to learn the Word of God in your heart, but he is going to present to us the Christmas story. So what I want you, you don't usually hear pastors say this. I want you to go ahead and put your Bibles down, not open them up. Usually I'm saying, open your Bibles, follow along. No, put them down today, close them, and just follow along in your heart and mind, and let the Holy Spirit drop nuggets of the Word of God of things that you're very familiar, the Christmas story, most of us know it, but we can't recite it like this man can, but let him illuminate something in your life, okay? Praise God. Let's give a hand for Mr. Rod Carlson and tell him, thank you, thank you, thank you. i got to try and get my, my technology on, man. Thank you. thank you. Yeah, after we're finished, maybe uh, after, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll quote the scripture and then you can preach the sermon. How's that? All right, here you go. Well, that was met by a tremendous burst of silence. Um, well, um, when we're finished, you know, Pastor Ron said, just listen, and and when God pokes you, jot something down. There are some very interesting things in the Christmas story that I never noticed until I memorized it. And uh, I might share a couple of things that my son came up with, too. Um, But just jot them down, and then afterward, we'll ask you what you heard, and then you can have a chance to share what you heard from the Christmas story, okay? Most Honorable Theophilus. That's how it starts, believe it or not, in Luke chapter 1. Do you, know, do you know that uh, Luke and Acts were written by Luke to the same guy, Theophilus? That's something I just discovered this morning. See, uh, you, you do learn new stuff all the time. Most honorable Theophilus. Many people have written accounts of the events that took place among us, and they used as their source materials the reports circulating among us uh, from the other disciples and other eyewitnesses. Um, about what God has done in fulfillment of his promises. Luke didn't have eyeglasses, did he? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, did a, I did Philippians one time, and somebody came up afterward and said, yeah, you, you had me most of the time, but that watch kind of gave it away. <laughs> I just forgot to take my watch off. Yeah, yeah that's right, any little sundial. Cloudy days, I'm out of time. Uh, <laughs> Having examined all of these accounts from the beginning, I've decided to, to write a careful summary for you to assure you of the truth of all you were taught. Well, it all begins with a Jewish priest named Zechariah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Jewish priest named Zechariah. This isn't going well, is it? I forgot something on the first service, and I just went over this over in there. Jewish priest is Zechariah. It's like, oh, uh, is that where it says Zechariah is, is from the um, that that one there, and this one was from that one there, and, and that one there. It was, I, yeah. Do you know? Just to clear this up, we're not here to impress you. <laughs> is it working yet? <laughs> is it working yet? You see. We don't do this. This isn't acting. This isn't. We're just, um, we started memorizing Scripture back in 2000. And, and then a couple of years later, God said, I want you to, to step away from the church. I want you to sell your home. And I want you to live in a motorhome. And I want you to just go and show people that this can be done. So 
we're just here to show you that memorizing Scripture is possible, and everybody in this room can do it. <laughs> it's, it's really true. And, and so every once in a while, it doesn't happen frequently, and we, we, we pray that it doesn't happen every time, but, but every once in a while, your mind just kind of goes blank. We've actually had people say afterward, that really encouraged me. Because if you can mess up, then I can too. And, and it's not a contest to see who can remember the most. It's just the hiding of the word. Get the word in you and let it feed your soul, which it does for us. So, Zechariah was a member of the priestly order of Abijah. And his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly order of Aaron. Now, Zechariah and Elizabeth were, were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because uh, Elizabeth was barren, and they were now both very old. Well, one day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple uh, because his, his order was on duty that week, and as was the custom of the priests, he had been chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary and burn incense in the Lord's presence. As the incense was burning, a great crowd stood outside praying. Well, Zechariah was in the sanctuary when an angel of the Lord appeared, standing to the right of the incense altar, and Zechariah was overwhelmed with fear. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah, for God has heard your prayer, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to name him John. Now you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice with you at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. Now he must never touch wine or hard liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I love that comparison. <laughs> you know, wine, hard liquor, but he'll get the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Even before his birth. <laughs> And he will persuade many Israelites to turn to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah, the prophet of old. He will precede the coming of the Lord, preparing the people for his arrival. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will change disobedient minds to accept godly wisdom. Well, Zechariah said to the angel, how can I know this is going to happen? I'm an old man now. My wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. And now, since you didn't believe what I said... You won't be able to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly come true at the proper time. Well, meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come outside, <laughs> wondering why he was taking so long. And when he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then from his gestures, they realized, well, he must have seen a vision in the temple sanctuary. Zechariah stayed at the temple until his term of service was over, and then he returned home. Shortly thereafter, his wife <laughs> became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. 
How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. Well, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, Mary. You have found favor with God. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has decided to bless you. You will become pregnant and you will have a son and you are to name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord, God, will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Well, Mary asked the angel, how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy and will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's already in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. Should we do that again? Yeah, I think so. In the first service, it was just, the Lord impressed me. Let's just repeat that. What a, what a great thing to say to the Lord here on this Sunday morning as we anticipate the the, the, the Christmas season. I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything that you have said come true. <laughs> yeah, but, but even in the context there, what we have just declared, we have declared over this fellowship that you are willing to, Whatever God wants to go on here, you have invited him to do that through you. Woo! That's good stuff. You could preach that next week. (laughs) Well, then the angel left. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived, and she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Well, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's baby leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a glad cry. No wonder. That's not in there, but no wonder. A glad glad cry and exclaimed, You are blessed by God above all other women, Mary, and your child is blessed. What an honor it is that the the mother of my Lord would come and visit me. When you came in and greeted me, my baby jumped for joy the instant I heard your voice. You are blessed. Listen to this. You are blessed because you believed God would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how I praise the Lord. How I rejoice in God, my Savior. 
for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and now generation after generation will call me blessed. For he, the mighty one, is holy, and he has done great things for me. His mercy goes on from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm does tremendous things. How he scatters the proud and haughty ones. He has taken princes from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. And how he has helped his servant Israel. (laughs) He has not forgotten his promise to be merciful. For he promised our ancestors... Abraham and his children to be merciful to them forever. Well, Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months, and then she returned to her own home. Well, now it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, and it was a boy. The news quickly spread to all of her neighbors and friends that the Lord had been very, very kind to her, and everybody rejoiced with her. Well, when the baby was eight days old, all of the friends and relatives came for the circumcision ceremony. Now, they wanted to name him Zachariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What, they exclaimed? There's no one in all of your family by that name. So they asked the baby's father, and he motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John, and instantly Zechariah could speak again. And he began praising God. (laughs) Well, wonder fell upon the whole neighborhood. And the news of what had happened traveled throughout the Judean hills. And everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, I wonder what this child will turn out to be, for the hand of the Lord is certainly upon him in a special way. Well... Then the baby's father, Zachariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's Pentecostal, doesn't it? (laughs) But I digress. And gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited us and redeemed us. He has sent us a mighty Savior through the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he gave to our ancestor Abraham. We've been rescued from our enemies. So now we can serve God without fear and holiness and righteousness forever. Uh, And you... And you, my, this is the liveliest Christmas presentation I think I've ever. (laughs) Yes. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercies, the light from heaven is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Well, John grew up and became strong in spirit and 
that he went and lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. Well, about this time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all returned to their own towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to return to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancestral home. He traveled there from Nazareth with his uh, fiancée Mary, who was by this time obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her child to be born. And she gave birth to a son. And she, she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn in the village. Now that night there were some shepherds in the fields around the town guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the glory of, and radiance of the Lord surrounded them and they were terrified. But the angel said, don't be afraid. <laughs> I bring you good news of great joy for everyone the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you are going to recognize him. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Well, then the angel was suddenly joined by a vast host of others, if you can imagine, the armies of heaven, praising God, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to all whom God favors. Well, after the angels had returned to, to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go see this wonderful thing that God has told us about. So they ran to Bethlehem, and they did find Joseph and Mary. And there was the baby, lying in a manger. Well, then the shepherds told everyone about what had happened and what the angel had told them about this child. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart, thinking of them often. Well, then the shepherds returned to their fields and flocks, glorifying, praising God because of what the angel had told them and because they had seen the child, just as the angel had said. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus. The name given to him by the angel even before he was conceived. Well, now it's time for the, the cleansing ceremony as required by the uh, law of Moses following the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered a sacrifice as was required by the law of the Lord, either of pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a, a man named Simeon who lived in Jerusalem. 
Simeon was a righteous man and, and very devout. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and eagerly expected the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. See, the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Holy Spirit led him to the temple. So when Joseph and Mary came in to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, Simeon was there. And, and he took the baby in his arms. And he began to praise God. Oh, Lord, now I can die in peace just as you promised. For I have seen the Savior you have given to all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory of your people Israel. Well, Joseph and Mary were amazed at the things that were being said about Jesus. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, This child will be rejected by many in Israel, and it will be their undoing. But for many others, he will be the greatest joy. <laughs> and thus, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Uh, and a sword will pierce your very soul. <clears throat> well, to, to review, this is how uh, Jesus the Messiah was born. Mary was engaged to uh, Joseph, but while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now, Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so that she would not be disgraced publicly. And as he considered this, he, he fell asleep. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to be your wife, for the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Goosebumps. This all happened to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive and she will give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So when Joseph woke up, he, he did exactly as the angel of the Lord commanded. He brought Mary home to be his wife, but she remained a virgin until after the birth of her son. Now, Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem during the reign of King Herod. And about this time, some wise men, uh, magi from eastern lands, arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We have seen his star as it arose, and we have come to worship him. Herod was deeply disturbed by their question, as was all of Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the uh, leading priests and teachers of religion and asked them, where did the, the prophets say the Messiah would be born? In Bethlehem, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. O Bethlehem of Judah, you are not just a lowly village in Judah, for out of you will come a ruler that will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Well, then Herod sent a private message to the wise men asking them to come. 
and see him. And at this meeting, he learned the exact time when they first saw the star. Then he said, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too. Well, after this, the wise men went their way. And once again, the star appeared to them, guiding them to Bethlehem. When they saw that star, they were filled with joy. The star went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. So they entered the house where the child and his mother, Mary, were. And they fell down before him and worshipped him. And then, then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned home a different way because the Lord had warned them in a dream, do not return to Herod. So after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord um, confronted Joseph in a dream, saying, get up, take the baby and his mother, and flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to try to kill the child. That night, Joseph and the family made their way to Egypt. And they stayed there until Herod died. This all happened to fulfill the prophecy of the Lord. I called my son out of Egypt. Now after Herod had died, an angel of the Lord again appeared to Joseph saying, you can take your family and return to Israel for Herod is dead, the one who was trying to kill the child is dead. And they returned. And as they arrived in Israel, this is kind of a paraphrase of this last paragraph. They discovered that Herod's son, Archelaus, had become the new ruler and they were frightened. So Joseph had a lot of dreams. And, and God talked to him a lot through dreams. Maybe we should pay more attention. Um, but an angel appeared to him again and said, go to Galilee, go to Nazareth. And so they returned to Nazareth. And there, Jesus grew up to be healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom beyond his years. And the Lord placed his special favor on him. And that's what we... There are some other elements sometimes that people add. There's Anna, you know, there's the Anna, the prophetess in the temple. But that's the story of God's horizon moment. Um, you know what a horizon is? It's where heaven touches earth. <laughs> that's it. So let's, let's pray. Father, this is your word. Uh, we bring nothing to make this live. It's only by the Holy Spirit of God that your word can come alive in anybody's heart. So, Father, would you, would you prompt our hearts to be open to let you come in and stir the ingredients of your word in us and, and make your word alive to us. And uh, just let me ask this question. If there's anybody here that has never before taken the intentional step of saying, God, I need a Savior, I need a Savior, I need, I need Christ to save me. Um, I believe Jesus. You died on the cross. The light went on today, and, and it's just come. 
it, it's, it's right, and I know it. And, and I repent, and I turn from my sins. Lord, would, would you be my Savior and Lord, that I would walk after you? If you've never taken that intentional step, and today is your day to get right with God, would you raise your hand? Anybody? Five people in the first service did. No, we're not going to drag this out. But if you're here, if, if you're among. Okay. Well, hey, uh, look up here then. 